explore, engage, express. Um, that's just, it's just the mission of who we are and what we are seeking to accomplish. C.S. Lewis, I think, said it best when he said, Our whole being, by its very nature, is one vast need. Incomplete, preparatory, empty, yet cluttered, crying out for him who can untie things that are now knotted together and tie things up that are still dangling loose. That's part of the journey. It's part of, part of you know, being human. And, and that's why we need to be able to seek and explore and ask and so forth. Um, I want to make a couple statements to get you to think with me on the right, on the right um, same page as, as that I am. Just three or four things very quickly. One is our role as leaders is to provide opportunities for people to explore, to engage, and to express their faith. That's our role, and that's what we try to do here in, in, in this place we call Renaissance Church, to provide, and we're doing some of that, we're trying to do more, and we've we got a ways to go on some of the other ones, but that's what we're trying to do, and some of our, some of our 1015 stuff is a result of that, some of our Sunday, uh, excuse me, Thursday evening stuff is a result of that, and of course what we do here on Sunday all, all the time. Um, your role in this is to, your role, you, you have that too, that is to, for you, you yourself, to explore, engage, and express your faith. And, and just to keep doing that, all three of those things. You never get to where, well, I no longer have to explore. It's always about exploring. Third thing that I want to make a, a, a real important point is together, I want to get you, as we think about this stuff together, together our role is to help others. To, not just me as the pastor or one of the leaders here, um, but to help others engage and explore and engage and express their faith. That's your role, to help others do that. That might be, I'm going to talk about this more next week, but that might be just inviting them to church. Sometimes people ask me that. How, how do I share my faith? And I'm like, well, there's a lot of ways you can do that. One simple way is just say, hey, why don't you come to church with me? And I realize in many places, that in, in the Northeast at least, that if you do that, people might look at you like you got two heads. Go to church. Who invites somebody to church? Try it sometimes. It's kind of fun. Some of you have done it, you know, and it's, it's kind of cool. Um, but that's, that's our role together. Help others. And then third, uh, the fourth thing, whatever it is, third or fourth thing, uh, the challenge. And the challenge is this, to continually to explore no matter where we are ourselves in that journey of faith. We've got to continue to explore that. And it's not just for people who are just trying to find out if they have faith. It's not just for people who, who you know, say, well, you know, I'm still, I just, now I've, I've, I've become a person of faith. Um, but there's a lot of ways that we can continue to do that. I, I talked yesterday for a long, long time with an old friend um, was in the first church that I pastored. And, and his son, um, who I dedicated as a baby, uh, was one of the casualties of, of the war. And um, it, it's a long story, and I won't go into it now, but we sat on the phone for a long time just talking about it and everything. And he's still, and he's a, a person, has been a person of faith for over 30 years. And he's now trying to figure some things out and explore some things. He's not wavering in his faith in Christ, but he does have a lot of questions. And sometimes you go through that. When you, and I have some other friends, same type of things. I'm not sure how this all works together, and, and, and that's exploring. And, and, and that's a good thing to do, and continue to do that. Um, so that's part of what we're talking about here, that whole thing of exploring, expressing, excuse me, engaging and expressing. And uh, you never get away from doing that. And we want to provide as many opportunities for you to do that as, as, as we can. It, it's, it's just all the time. Just a continual, it's a healthy thing to see that happen. All right, I want to take you to the New Testament. 
to this guy, Nicodemus, um, in, in the Gospel of John, and show you here's a real good example right from the Bible of a guy who was exploring, seeking, trying to figure out whether he was going to be a person of faith or not. So I just want to show you this. This is in John chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. Please don't miss that. He's a big dog, okay? I mean, he's a big dog. There are like 70 people who were part of the Sanhedrin. And uh, I mean, so I mean, people know who he, who he is, okay? He's in the who's who of, of, of Hebrew something or other. You know, he's, he's, he's the deal, all right? So after, watch this. Don't miss these next four words. After dark one evening... He came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Interesting that he calls him rabbi, isn't it? Teacher. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. So these, he is a, he was with the people who don't like what Jesus is doing. The Pharisees and the Sanhedrin, of course, did not like it. He's one of them. And he's coming to him when nobody else can see. There's an application to that, and that is we always continue, we need to continue to provide I believe this is true as a church especially, uh, for people to be able to attend anonymously. You know, that's why we don't do some of that stuff like, you know, hey, stand up and greet somebody. I, mean, I hate that thing. You ever do that in some of those churches? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Not too much. I mean, you know, if, if you've ever been in a church like that, you, you know, you all stand up and greet somebody beside you. And I'm like, you know, that's my wife. Well, you know, what's, what's the deal here? Um, um, no, but, but we want to provide a safe setting. Where a person can, and I, I know some of you are thinking, well, now nah, you, you can't do that at Renaissance. And this is, where, this is where sometimes my personality doesn't help in this particular situation because I'm kind of a friendly guy. And if I see you and I don't recognize you or maybe I've just seen you around, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to run you down. Hey, how you doing? My name's Rich. And most of you are fine with that. But there are some people, kind of like those people who are quiet on the train in the morning, they don't want to be bothered. You know, they, they want to leave me alone. Um, and we still have that option. And I try to be sensitive to that. I really do. It's, it's, it's very hard for me. I'll be blunt. But um, I try to be sensitive to that. But we still have that. I, we, in fact, there's a guy here right now that um, I sat down with for the first time uh, in May. And we met downstairs in my other office in, uh, in patios at Winbury. And <laughs> great office. I keep whining. I keep saying, when are you guys going to give me Wi-Fi? I have to duck in and out of here to get Wi-Fi. And um, anyway, they... Uh, I met him at my office down here and, um, in May, and we sat out there, and, and he sa- I said, so, you ever come to Renaissance? And he was like, yeah, I've been coming two years. <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, my first reaction mentally is, oh, man, how do I not know this? I mean, because I'm beating myself up mentally. And, uh, and, then, and then he said, That's what, I didn't really want you to know me. You know, I just wanted to come check things out. And um, you can still do that. Uh, it's, I know you, you look at our venue here and you think that'd be hard to do. It can still be done. And we want to try to give that opportunity for people if they, don't, if they want to come anonymously. I, he, by the way, he's, I'm having the privilege of baptizing him this afternoon in our baptism service, among some others as well. So become a, become a great friend. Anyway, so here we go. This is, this is, this is Nicodemus. And uh, he's, uh, he's like, you know, I, 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 don't wanna, I don't want anybody to see me. So... We all need to be exploring, and we need to give others the opportunity to explore, maybe quietly, maybe anonymously, and sometimes we want to do that too. We don't want to make a big deal about what it is we're doing. We just want to try to figure out some things. Uh, By the way, let me just show you something very quickly. 
Jesus and Nicodemus have this discussion. Jesus allows, he allows Nicodemus to, to explore all he wants to explore and to question. Later on in that discussion, this is what Jesus says to him. And maybe you've heard this verse before. Later on, he says, verse 16, For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Classic verse, if you come from a traditional background. My, my grandfather has that verse uh, um, engraved on his uh, tombstone. about this huge tombstone, just so he could put this verse on it. And uh, it's kind of cool. And verse that I memorized as a child came from this, this conversation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I memorized it in King James, sorry. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's where that came from. It's just, just an amazing thing. Nicodemus, he explored. Real quick, I want to tell you another story about another guy. Not in the Bible. Great, one of our great church fathers. Augustine, or Augustine. Uh, side note, uh, my survey has found that if you say Augustine, um, you're either from the Midwest, and you're not as smart as the people who say Augustine. Because this, uh, my survey is all smart people say Augustine. But then I, and I said that last service, and somebody from Princeton came up to me, and they said, at Princeton we say Augustine. Yes, baby. Okay, so here we go. Uh, um, so that blows, blows away my whole thing. Anyway, it blows away my, 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 my little generalization. Anyway, Augustine, Augustine, however you want to say him. Great man, had some great things to say. Great, um, just an amazing man of faith. And I want to tell you about his exploring. Before I do that, let me just, if you don't know Augustine, let me just give you a couple of his pearls of wisdom. Beauty is indeed a good gift of God. But that the good may not think it a great good, God dispenses it even to the wicked. Think about that. I mean, just because you're beautiful doesn't mean you're good, okay? He should have wrote, I mean, this, this is written like we're talking circa 400 AD, okay? That's kind of an interesting thing. How about this one from Augustine? Give me chastity, but not yet. <laughs> he said that. He actually said that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm liking this guy. I'm liking this guy, you know? Um, let me be serious. Some of the things that he said that were very, very heavy. Uh, I have read in Plato and Cicero, he's a great scholar of Cicero. I have read in Plato and Cicero sayings that the wise, that, that are wise and very beautiful, but I have never read in either of them, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Speaking of the words of Jesus there. Later on, he says, oh, Holy Spirit, this is... This is Obviously, this is 500 A.D. The literature is a little bit different, but look, what, look how he says this. Oh, Holy Spirit, descend plentifully into my heart. Enlighten the dark corners of this neglected dwelling and scatter there thy cheerful beams. I just love that. Augustine, as I said, around, around 400-ish, 450-ish um, A.D., born in North Africa. At age 17, he went off to study... Um, in Carthage, um, he had issues. One of, the, uh, one of his parents said this about him, quote, he's floundering in the broiling sea of fornication. It's an interesting way of saying it, isn't it? Use that the next time you, you know somebody's being immoral. Say you're floundering in the broiling sea of fornication. Anyway, um, his studies completed, Augustine returned to his hometown, which is, uh, again, North Africa, the name of it. Uh, it's really not important. It's Thagaste, if you ever heard of it. But he, he, he returned there to teach rhetoric and also continue his studies in Cicero. Uh, he was offered a professorship in Rome. His wife, or excuse me, his mother, 
his, his mother's name was Monica, begged him not to go to Rome. Augustine told her to go home and sleep comfortably in the knowledge that he would stay in Carthage. When she left, he boarded a ship for Rome. Some things never change, do they? <laughs> After a year in Rome, Augustine moved again to become the professor of rhetoric for the city of Milan, also in Italy. And um, this is where his exploring really began, because he began attending a cathedral just because he wanted to hear the impressive oratory of a person named Ambrose, as in St. Ambrose now. Uh, he kept attending just because he liked hearing Ambrose's preaching, is what he would say. He wasn't converted there to Christianity. It would be many years later when he would go back because of the political situation. He had to go back to North Africa. And then in a, through a whole number of circumstances, um, he, he, he came to faith in Christ in a dramatic conversion type of experience. But he kept pointing back to all those lectures or those messages or those sermons that he heard from Ambrose, just sitting there listening just sitting there listening, exploring, seeking. See, that's why we do that. And there comes this, one, of the, one of the greatest, I mean, this guy's had such a huge impact on Christianity for, for, for generations. That's how um, just by coming to church and wanting to hear the minister talk. It could be in other ways, other things. Maybe these days it might be they came, somebody comes just to hear a band play. And, you know, and, and, and maybe something they say can have something. It's just so many different ways. You just, you just, can't, get, you just can't get over that. Let me just take you to these last uh, words. It's, it's kind of lengthy, but I want you to you just stay with me because this is one last um, quote from Augustine. And it's just, it's, you know, keep in mind worded in the way somebody would word things if they were a very good writer in 500 A.D. Uh, circa. And um, watch how, just watch what he says here. How late I came to you, O beauty so ancient and so fresh. How late I came to love you. You were within me while I had gone outside to seek you. Unlovely myself, I rushed towards all those lovely things you had made. And you always, always you were with me, and I was not with you. You called, you cried, you shattered my deafness. You sparkled, you blazed, you drove away my blindness, you shed your fragrance, and I drew in my breath, and I pant for you. I tasted, and now I hunger and thirst. You touched me, and now I burn with longing for your peace. I burn with longing for your peace. There's a guy who was an original explorer, seeker, who came to Christ, had phenomenal influence upon us, even to, even to this day. Explore. Life is about, you can use different words, I don't care. Life is about exploring, engaging, expressing when it comes to our faith. And we need to be challenged to continually do that. And we will even then sometimes hear or think back on those great words that Jesus had to Nicodemus, the reason why we do it, the reason, why, the reason we're at, the reason we do this, the reason we make this available. Because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's about Jesus. Still does. And that's why we explore. That's why we engage. And that's why we express in our faith. Let's pray together. Lord God, thank you so much for the opportunities that we have. Continue, God, to challenge our hearts, our minds,
in such a way that we will continue to explore the things of our faith, or for some of us just, just to have some faith. And help us to continue to be engaged in that and to express that in a way that is um, clear and honoring to you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for the, for the music that we had, just the great time we had together, the, bless, the blessing you've given us through all of this. We thank you for that and pray for your blessing throughout the week. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.